0: To live for the Lord, want to serve Him, want to be true. Lou had mentioned about that <clears throat> prayer request. Someone in the medical field had sent me a, a thing this week from uh, an emergency department, and it was someone who actually worked there. And they'd taken a picture of the computer of uh, someone that was, if you were going into that department there to register, you needed some sort of treatment. They had a list of different things that you could say that you were. A donkey, an ox, a horse, a dog, a bird, a cow, different things. The last thing on the bottom was a human. So can you imagine you go to the ER and you sign in as a dog and they diagnose you with a human only disease. Now that's a real mystery. Our world is insane. It's no wonder Satan hates the light of God the way he does. Because for the most part, he's been able to take politics, religion, the church, nearly every aspect of life. We wonder why that the very first institution that God gave to man was marriage. Why is it Satan hates it so much? He's made fun of it. He's despised it. People marrying pizzas, marrying their cars, marrying their animals, their dogs, all kinds of stuff. Why does he hate it so much? Because God loves marriage so much. So everything that God loves, Satan hates. Which means that's why he hates us. Which means the feelings are mutual. But we ain't got nothing for him at all. Except trouble and all kinds of difficulty. Brother Tim Pruitt had texted me earlier today and said, Brother Donnie, don't you be discouraged. You had that prayer line you felt led of the Lord and the devil was just trying to attack you. When you go back today, show him no mercy. <clears throat> so that's exactly what we plan to do today. Let's stand together. It's so glad that we could uh, at least be able to stream together and as Brother Louis already shared, some of these testimonies and we have heard just some tremendous things of what the Lord has done and we're believing he's going to continue to do the same thing. We appreciate the brothers and our sister that you're with us today. All of those of you that are streaming, uh, <clears throat> I know we've got many that are sick and we're just praying for you that God will strengthen you and help you and this too will pass, so don't be discouraged. God, God is mindful of us. Things like this hit us by surprise, but they certainly don't take him by surprise. Let's turn to the book of Ruth, if you would, uh, Ruth chapter um, one, verse nineteen. I love this book. It, it's um, it's such a tremendous book. It, for many, it's you know it's just a love story in the Bible, and they really don't consider it <clears throat> to be a, a a book that contains a lot of great depths and revelation. But to us, we we know that. It truly is a love story. For the Bible to us is indeed a love story within itself. And God wrote that mystery in the lives of many different people. Ruth chapter 1, verse 19. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem, and it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem, that all the city was moved about them, and they said, is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty hath dealt very bitterly with me. I went out full and the Lord hath brought me home again empty. Why then call ye me Naomi? Sing, the Lord hath testified against me. And the Almighty hath afflicted me. That's one of the worst attitudes that we can have when we're going through things is to think that somehow God don't love us and he don't care for us right. verse 22 so Naomi returns and Ruth the Moabitess her daughter-in-law with her which returned out of the country of Moab and they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of barley harvest let's bow our heads together. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we love you so much today. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your great mercy that's been extended to each of our lives. Father, we love you. We just ask that you would help us today in this service. Lord Jesus, may you help me to get out of the way. May you be able to minister to the needs of your people today, Father, far and wide. We ask that you be mindful of those that are sick. Lord Jesus, many are still waiting for the angel of the Lord to come by their neighborhood, and we're believing it will happen. For Lord God, you make no promises that you cannot back up. We thank you, not only for what you've done, we thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're going to do. We love you with all of our hearts. Bless us together. We pray today, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The saints said... God bless you. You may be seated. Let's reread this uh, verse 19 and verse 20 again, if you would. So they two went until they came to Bethlehem. And it came to pass when they were come to Bethlehem that all the city was moved about them and said, Is this Naomi? And she said unto them, Call me not Naomi, which is beautiful or pleasant, but call me Mara, which is bitter, one whose life has been made grievous. Or hard to bear. For the Almighty has dealt with me very bitterly. Now notice Almighty had dealt with me very bitterly. The Almighty is the word El Shaddai. So she chooses to use the word of he who provides all of our needs. He is self-sufficient. He that is so great in everything that he does. But she takes it out of the bitterness of her soul. The pleasantness and the joys of life have been taken from her. Her husband is gone. Her two sons are gone. And now she looks at her own life and she thinks, what is left for me to even have any happiness about? And as many times people do, when they go through things that they don't understand, and Satan will begin to play with their mind. And remember, the prophet told us that God chose man's heart, but Satan chose man's head. And the head will always try to reason. The head will always try to figure things out. Well, how come this and why that? How come this and I don't understand that? But the heart will always believe even when the head can't understand. But it's easy for us to see that Naomi had went the head route. And now she's talking out of her head instead of her heart. Now, and we know the story to know that actually it was not the Lord that even made them leave in the first place. The prophet taught us that when a Jew leaves the promised land, they are backslid. So it was under the leadership of her husband. We really don't know that much about the man other than his name and a little bit about his background. But he was backslid in that he chose to lead his family away from God's provided place. Now I ain't too smart I realize that but I've got enough sense to know. I've talked to so many people down through the years and brothers will come and talk to me Brother Donnie I feel led to do this and do that and the other and you know when you sit there as a pastor and you hear what they're feeling led supposedly of the Lord to do and you see the direction that they're going and it is away from the blessing of God and you know it was in yourself. They're making one of the biggest mistakes they've ever made in their life. And yet many times people are so convinced that God wants them to do it, you're wasting your time trying to tell them any different. Now we really don't know that much about Lily as I said, whether he was just honest, he was sincere, and they was having a time of famine and drought, and they thought, you know what, I've got my famine to provide for. We don't know if it was that type of an individual or if he was hard-headed, he was stupid, stubborn, and he just said, I'm doing this, I don't care what nobody says, we don't know. But the results wound up being exactly the same, that they were out of the will of God. And as we looked at it before, during this time, it was now during this time frame of 10 years that Naomi turns from being pleasant to being one who is very bitter. For some people, it doesn't take near that long. They go through a trial through for a year or six months. They go through something for several weeks, and they become so bitter and so difficult to deal with. And Satan knows many times that if he will just keep persisting and trying them and trying them a little at a time through their misunderstanding of what they're going through, they will change. Well, here Naomi has reached to this spot. Now we all know we cannot control the circumstances many times around our life. This situation right here this morning is basically out of our control. But we also know because it's out of our control does not mean it's out of God's control. And even when things are going difficult and looking really bad, sometimes that's exactly where God wants us with our back right up against the wall. And yet during this time frame, Naomi has allowed this. Now she says, I went out full. Oh my, this this is what faith can do. That faith can look at circumstances that look so bad and say, well, I certainly don't understand where we are. I don't understand what's going on, but somehow God's gonna work it out to our good because he said that he would. But yet if we allow this to turn into the state of bitterness, then this is what it produces. In verse 21 I went out full and the Lord has brought me home again empty why then call ye me pleasant or happy, seeing that the Lord has testified against me? Now it was not the Lord that had done this at all. They had left God's provided place. They left the blessing of God. When Abraham left the promised land, was it tough? Yes, it was tough. Hard times was going. The prophet tells us there in 1960, is there anything too hard for the Lord? He said, I can just imagine Sarah, she got up that Monday, that Monday morning and she was a little bit grumpy and she was a little bit grouchy and she had an attitude and he said, the devil knew the Lord was right down the road fixing to pay her a visit. The Lord and two angels had stepped down out of heaven and the Lord had breathed a breath of life into some 16 chemicals of the earth and the devil saw him right down the bend down there and he was doing everything he can to get. Sarah in a bad mood. Well, I don't mind telling you he's done me that way a few times. What about any of the rest of you brothers? What about those of you that are streaming? And the devil knew, Brother Louie, we're fixing to get one of the best blessings we'd ever got in our life. Now, I'll tell you, Abraham had got a lot of good things from the Lord. And Sarah had got a lot of good things from the Lord. But they was fixing to get one of the best things they had ever got in their life. Because God's fixing to eat a calf sandwich and drink a glass of milk with them, and they're fixing to be able to wash God's feet, and God's fixing to appear to them in a human form, and the devil was trying his best to upset the program of God and make them have a bad mood. Well, I'll say what we do today is take that old express package of a bad mood and send it right back to the devil and say, you can have your bad attitude, you can have your bad mood, you can have your old rattlesnakes, your copperheads, your your blowing vipers. Whatever you send my way, I ain't signing for it. I'm signing for peace. I'm signing for healing. I'm signing for deliverance. I'm signing for victory today and not defeat. And let me just say this to the devil. Boo! Boo, devil. Boo, you don't scare us. We're not afraid of you. We are the winners today. You're the one that's afraid. You're the one that's scared because you know God's fixing to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, you imagine the face can look beyond it and say, I don't know what God's doing, but I'm anxious to find out about it. I don't know how God's going to fix this, but I know He always does, so I'm just waiting to see. Yes, sir. Amen. But notice her attitude is saying, The Lord hath testified against me. And the Almighty, notice not her husband, not the poor judgment in her family, but the Almighty. afflicted me. Naomi, in the bitterness of her spirit, complains against God. And not only complains against God, but actually blames God for what she's going through. Now, I'm sure most of us here today will be able to say amen to this, that a lot of what we have gone through has been self-induced and self-inflicted. Ah, there's no question in my mind that I brought a lot of things on myself and my journey as being a child of God and it takes a great big man or woman to be able to admit you know what the Lord didn't even do this and it's really hard for us to say this and the poor old devil didn't even do it it's a lot easier for us to blame the poor old devil and sometimes that ignoramus didn't even do it but we've done it ourselves but sometimes we just cannot say I messed up, I missed God, I got out of the will of God but that's the only way the Lord will ever be able to help us if We can say Lord I'm sorry I made a wrong turn I went right and I should have went left Lord I should have done this and I'm very sorry I ask you to forgive me I want to go back and regroup can I join the army again well you have to say well you know what you don't need to rejoin you was already there before the foundation of the world and I don't kick out mine because they make mistakes I just whomp them a little bit and get them back in line is that right so it's the people of God whenever we do do wrong are we going to? We are. Are we going to make bad mistakes, Brother Darrell? We are. Are we going to, even as leaders, are we going to do things and make mistakes? Yep, we will. But only a coward after a mistake will say, well, I guess I made a mistake. I'm disqualified. No, I'm so glad God's generals down through time don't do that way. They keep right on pressing through their mistakes and their shortcomings, and they ain't going to blame God, and they ain't going to blame the devil. They're going to take the blame themselves. well, I just flat messed up that's all they are to it, but are y'all still willing to join with me? Are y'all still willing to fight the fight? Sure, that's exactly the way we do. And we know by that God gives us grace and he keeps bitterness out of our soul. Because God can't do one thing for us as long as we're bitter and got an attitude against him. But I want you to notice here today that here Naomi stands and she's so unaware of the great treasure that she has. It may look like an absolute deficit to be carrying around a Moabitish woman. It may look like that it's going to cause problems and it did. But that woman had such a treasure with her that she was going to be in the lineage of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. I wonder sometimes if God don't have great things in store for us when we come out of those trials and we don't even recognize it herself. We're just happy to be out of the trial. We don't even look at the good thing God give us that we brought out with that's well praise the Lord is that right now here she had brought back to the land of Israel a promised seed of God that God was fixing to cross over from the Jewish bloodline into the Gentile now the display of the cross is going to be displayed in the life of this individual so Naomi just keeps going on and going on about this all the almighty has done this and that and the other what I love about this is that God didn't say you know what I've got just about enough of your a mouse. And because you've done this, I'm booting you back to Moab. See if you like it any better there, girl. But you know what? The mercy of God knows how we are. I'm so glad he does. He knows when we get weary and all oh, we mouth stuff, we don't even mean it. And he knows we don't mean it. Anybody ever done that beside me? You just get so weary and frustrated sometimes and you get disappointed in people and you get mainly disappointed in yourself and you just say, oh my goodness, what's the use of it? Why even go on? And God God said, now he don't mean that a bit more than nothing. That's my boy. My genes is in him. Why, he's just down. He's just weary. I, I know how I felt when I was on the earth as a human being. Why, it ain't in him to quit. He can't give up. He's got my genes and his DNA. And all the devils say, yeah, look at him. Look at her. She's saying that. He said, shut up. Shut up, devil. I am his attorney. I represent him, and I'll say to you, you are a liar. And I'll tell you, before he ever does it he's fixing to repent and ask me to forgive him and that I'm gonna go ahead and tell you I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna not only forgive him but I'm gonna give him a greater determination that he's ever had I'll go ahead and tell you what I'm fixing to do cause he's my boy that's my girl that's my teenager that's my older gentleman whatever they are they are mine hallelujah I'm glad we got an attorney like that I want you to notice this. Brother Branham, I mean, he picks this up and he said, he went right into the wilderness, into the spring of Mara. Now this is where that she gets this name. It's under the administration of Moses, of course. And they just had a tremendous victory. God had sent them such a meat Man, they had shouted, they had sung, they had danced, and then the prophet picks it up and he said, they went right into the wilderness in the spring of Mara, bitter water. Isn't it strange that God would lead his children through bitter waters, but them all goes along the road. But when he was there, the remedy for the bitter water was standing on the bank. Amen. Standing on the bank, Moses cut down a tree and throwed it in the water and turned sweet again. Some through the water, some through the flood, some through deep trials, but all through the blood. That's the way God leads his children. God's path, God's provided way. So for us to pray God take all the trouble away take all the anxiety away we're praying against God's provided way well for us to sit here today the way we are and be tried after such a victory it's God's provided way then this is what I'll say hallelujah it proves the devil's mad it proves that we're glad and it proves we're in God's provided way for this day I'll tell you one thing if the devil didn't hate me I'd be the first one in this altar right here this morning repent I'm glad to know that all hell hates me. I'm glad to know all hell hates our church. I'm glad to know that all hell hates this message. You don't find hell fighting the message of Oral Roberts, A.A. Allen, Jack O. You know why? They didn't leave no message. Why does Satan hate this one? Because it's the only, oh glory to God. It's the only light of the end time. And Satan hates it. Praise me to God. But while we're here, we're going to torment him. We're going to cast out devils we're going to keep on praying for the sick you better wash up devil we'll have another prayer line in a week or two just to show you we ain't scared we are not made of stuff that bluffs we're made of stuff that don't bluff we walk when we can't see we pray when we don't feel it we come to church when we don't even feel like coming to church we sing when we don't feel like singing hallelujah why because it's who we are we do not We will not be defeated. We are undefeatable. Praise the Lord. Notice this. Moses raised up his hands and got so called away in the Holy Ghost till he sung in the Spirit. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. The same Holy Ghost was on Moses is in this building tonight. Hallelujah, the same one that made Miriam dance is the same one here tonight. God is God and change is not. Yes, sir. And that big song, after that big song was over, that big shout, having a hallelujah big time, my goodness, having a hallelujah big time, they started through the wilderness and led them straight to bitter waters. Wow. So Moses gets so called up and sings in the spirit and they worship. And Miriam said, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where's my tambourine? She gets her tambourine and starts dancing down through there. And here go the daughters of the church following her. And they're shouting and worshiping and praising God after they all come to one another. Whew. Glory to God. Woo! Man, what a meeting. Oh, hallelujah! What a meeting. Where are we going now, Pastor? He said, Well, let's go this way. And there they go. Where does he lead them to? Bitter waters. They ain't got nothing to drink. And the waters are so bitter. Oh, but praise God. It's good to have a good leader, even when you got bitters of waters around. Now, Moses didn't say, you know what? Let me call the Culligan man. Hello, Culligan man, we need some water fixing things here. Is there any way that you can help us, sir? We've got real problems down here. No, they wasn't going back to Egypt to get help. But God dropped in Moses' heart. There was a tree there. Oh, thank you, Lord. There was a tree, and if he would cut down that tree and be able to put that tree in the water, don't you understand, our Lord Jesus had to come and had to be placed on the tree and placed in the waters of our soul, and what did it do? It took us from being bitter and lost and miserable and wretched. It changed us by the power of God and made us sweet like the presence of God himself. Oh my, notice he said, let him run straight to bitter waters, isn't that strange? Right into temptation, right into where the waters was bitter, and they couldn't drink. They had nothing to eat, listen to this, nothing to eat, and the waters were bitter after such a revival? They had such a move of God, and this is what they're dealing with? You know, it's strange. It, it's amazing that the people of God, they look at Sunday, I pull in out there was, uh, earlier and I got out of the car and I said, wow. Sure looks different to life, Cindy. Life, Cindy, we had people out there, parking cars, you know, go here, go there, do this, do that. Hundreds of people in here, bunches of people over there, people everywhere, but our God is still just as victorious this morning. As a matter of fact, in one sense of the word, I got more victory today than I had last week, because I got all these miracles and things that I can testify about, praise God. Amen, to know that our God is God. You mean you go from 600, 700, whatever was here, down to about twelve or fifteen, and you still got the victory. Still got her, pal, because my victory is not determined by crowd. My determination of victory is not how many's with me, how many's against me. I'm not following the crowd. I'm following the cloud, and that's what gives us victory. Notice, look that stream of Mara, bitter waters. Now this is where Naomi gets this. I'm bitter. God's against me. No, he ain't. No, he ain't. He's given you a treasure. <laughs> and that Gentile bride. Oh, my. He says, Look at that stream. Bitter waters. Well, he's right in God's path. I mean, Brother Darrell, it wasn't right. they went out of the way. They went 47 miles out of the way, and then 32 and this way, and then 29 and that way. It was right in their path of duty. Praise God. He was leading his children. Isn't it strange? Look like God would have bypassed that. But he led them right straight up to that water. Some to the water, some to the flood, some to the trials, but also the blood. That's God's way of leading his people. Well, I'm glad to say this morning that we're in God's provided way. Oh hell maybe laughing and boy, I imagine down in hell they're snickering this morning. look at them. Ha You better laugh all you can, Satan, because we got your number. Not only do we got it, but the Lord Jesus has got it. Hallelujah. Notices, yes, standing there. What can we do? Hallelujah, We follow the Lord, We come to the blood. We separate ourselves. Moses said, "Stand still. Stand still and in every temptation he'll make a way of escape. That was a little bush standing on the side there. Hallelujah. He cut down that bush and throwed it in the water and that water becomes sweet, bubbling up, joyful. Oh, he says, what another shouting time they had. (laughs) But you know what? If they would have developed an attitude and their attitude would have become more like where they were, Even though they were there, Moses said, no church, no, no. We are not taking the attitude of our circumstances. We are not taking the attitude of these waters. These waters are not us, but we're fixing to change them. Praise be to God. The water did not change them, but by the grace of God, they changed the water. By direction of the Spirit of God, oh my, may the Lord help us every day that we're left upon this earth that we may be able to let our, our light so shine before men that they can see us in hardship and troubles and trials and it's like it don't even slow us down one bit. We just keep pressing right on, pressing the battle as our, our desire. What another shouting time they had. Amen. And right when the devil backs you in a corner and say, I got him right now, boy. He can't move. I got him. Then the Lord will come along and the cross will drop before us. And hallelujah. We will go away. Doctor said, can't nothing be done. Oh my, somebody said, you know, you're going crazy. You lose your mind or something like that. Then God will come along and pour out a blessing on them. Amen. Now, notice in verse 22 so Naomi returned and Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter in law, whistled, which returned out of the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem in the beginning of the barley harvest which began on the second day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. On the 16th of Nisan, that was the Jewish month, which answers to our March and April. Their months are not exactly like ours. So Nisan is part of our March and part of our April. Don't you notice when they come in? Why don't they come in the Feast of Tabernacles? Why didn't they come at some other feast? But they come at this feast. So it was the time of the barley harvest. Now this is also when they offered the wave sheaf of the first fruits to the Lord. Amen. Now not until that was offered could they begin to harvest. So here was the people, they were anxious, they were under anticipation, and they know the harvest is right, it's ready, it's ready. But the priest said, no, not yet. Oh, but we need to do it. We need to go. We need to go. Oh, that's exactly what Satan wants us to do. Sometimes jump ahead of the program of God. But God had said, I do not want you reaping that harvest until this day. I want this offering offered unto me. So they go out in the corner and they cut the field. In the field, that's the ripest. And they will cut the grain. They bring it up before the presence of the Lord. And they wave it like this. Hallelujah. And whenever they wave it, it allows the cycle of the harvest to begin. And when is it that Ruth and Naomi come back in? Right in the middle of this revival. Notice this, the prophet said, Naomi and Ruth come just at barley season. Barley season was bread season. It was a sign, fresh bread was being served. And the church in the last days, through 2000 years of pagan teaching of things, has come in at barley season. Freshness of life, new bread, Honey out of heaven. Now, when Brother Brandon preaches this kinsman redeemer, he says, "Russell, you talking about honey crust bread?" Now actually he was talking to Brother Charlie Cox because of a bread that they had down there and Brother Branham really liked that bread. So Brother Branham actually refers to him, Brother Charlie's name is actually Charles Russell. So he calls him, Russell, you talking about honey crust bread? Well I'll tell you one thing, I've had some pretty good honey crust bread myself but I ain't never had none like this seventh angel's message loaf. Praise be to God. I realize that ain't for everybody. We know that. It's too rich for a lot of folks. It makes them sick to their stomach. Even some just sat around it for a long time and then they got sick and they started vomiting it all up and they started getting rid of all of it. Well, they can vomit up if they want to. It proves they were a dog and not a bride because a bride ain't vomiting up. This honey crust bread is changing her body. Amen. 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 Now, notice this in Naomi, chapter 2, verse 1. Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a mighty man. A mighty man. A mighty man of wealth. Great wealth and riches and power and authority. Now, when Mother Brandon preaches this, he brings four stages. Of Ruth's journey. And he said, I want to approach this from four different stages. I got it wrote here Ruth deciding, making her decision. Ruth serving. Ruth resting. Ruth rewarded. Now we know Ruth had to make up her mind, and we've all had to do exactly the same thing. And then we must enter into the second stage of that journey, and that is that we must work. We must do what God has called us to do. So it's not enough to say, well, I've decided I don't want to go to hell. Praise God, ain't that awesome? I mean, I've decided I, I don't want to be lost. Now, I don't want to live right. I don't want to quit sinning, I don't want to do this and that and other, but I've made my decision. Well, if that's a true decision that comes from God, you'll have to serve under that decision. Now, serving under the decision is not always the most pleasant, easy part. As we'll find out here with Ruth, that it was a very difficult and very embarrassing and very humiliating type of situation. But she felt this is what she must do. Now, notice this. And Ruth, are more about a more said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field. And glean ears of corn after him who's in whose sight, notice her terms now, I shall find grace. And she said unto her, Go, my daughters. Daughter, Now notice Ruth the Moabite has decided for some time now that she's going to follow her mother-in-law. Your God will be my God, your people will be my people. That was a great decision. Now it's come time that she must serve under that decision. But I want you to notice even before she heads out to serve that she comes back with respect and honor to her mother-in-law. Now, why would she do that? Well, her, her, her father-in-law would have been her head, or her husband would have been her head, but now that they were both gone, she comes to her mother-in-law, and she does not just strike out and say, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to do something else. She won't even go anywhere until she asks guidance of her mother-in-law. Well, I think a lot of Christians could learn some of this. You see, this is the Levitical law, but it's also the law of the right of gleaning, which I find to be a paradox, really, because they're in the land flowing with milk and honey, and yet in that land flowing with milk and honey, the Levitical law provided for the poor. You mean you're going to have poor Israelites, poor Jews? In a land that flows, you mean everybody in Israel was not a rich person? They was not. There was many laws that pertained to the poor. Wow, isn't that something? And yet they're in a land flowing with milk and honey. Look, friends, some battles is their health. Other people fight finances. Other people fight this, that, the other. We've all got something that we're gonna go through. Even though we're in a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, the provision of the law for the people was, and I wrote this down, landowners were forbidden to reap their fields out to the very borders, nor could they send the reapers a second time into the same field. If they overlooked a bundle of grain, they were forbidden to go back and get it so now you know in your mind in my mind we're saying okay so here the gleaners are the ones that's coming and they absolutely the reapers come through first and they get pretty much everything and you imagine if there's an old stingy Jew he said boys go back in there and get all you can get I mean don't leave nothing for them people but he was contrary to the law because the law said leave the corners leave don't leave don't take everything and if you drop a handful then you leave that don't you go back and get it and I don't want you to go back to a second time So here is Ruth, and she has now been merged into this Jewish religion, and she's applying that law to herself, but she don't go out. Now, remember, she was a young, beautiful woman. When Boaz saw her, he called her my daughter, which differentiates his age from hers, and she was a very beautiful woman, and she could have said, you know what, now that I'm here, I really don't think I need to hang out with this old woman. This old woman, she ain't got no more sons. I mean, she ain't got nothing. She's just gonna hinder me. Well, I think I need to think about myself. Well, I'll tell you, this separates the bride from the church right here. You see, we got a lot even that hangs around this message and they've always got their eye on what can benefit them. What can I do in the church that in the long run will help me? What can I do that'll help me? Oh, brother, you need the Holy Ghost. I certainly did not agree with John F. Kennedy and a lot of things that he stood for, but I did agree with the one thing that the man had to say, ask not what this country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And that's the same way that it should be with the bride of Christ, and when we are part of an assembly, I well, what can Happy Valley do for me? What can I get out of the church? That's not the way it should be. It should be, Lord, what can I do for the assembly? What can I do for Happy Valley to make it a better place to come to church? What can I do to lighten the load of the ministers? God, what can I do to help the song leader, the musicians? Is that right? But a lot of people, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. You don't have the attitude Ruth had. Right, well, I reckon I'm going to have to amen myself too. Right, <laughs> Notice this. Let me now go to the field. I mean, she's not even gonna go on her own. Well, I I, I wanna go here, and I I wanna go there. I I think I need to do this, and I, you know, it's amazing how many message people don't even know how the prophet taught. How that sheep ought to seek counsel from God. When God's prophet said, if something comes to you strangely, and you feel led to do this or that, consult your pastor. Not after you've made up your mind. Well, praise the Lord. Makes you wonder how many Ruths we really have. But notice Ruth. It was not Wait. you know what? I don't have to hang around her. Well, look at this house we live in. It's awful. It's absolutely terrible. I would be much better off to go out there and find me a husband. Oh, I've got some looks about me. I can do this and other. I don't even need to hang around her. Oh, no. She was a real type of the Gentile bride. She's not going to leave the very thing that brought her in. Notice this. She said, let me go to the field. So she didn't choose this, choose that. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and come back. I'll tell you one thing, Naomi, I appreciate all that you've done for me, but I'm out of here. I feel led to do this, or I feel led to go there or do whatever it is. No, she wouldn't even take none of that until she talked to Naomi first. You see, God loves people that are obedient to his word. Now, I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings, and then maybe maybe I should. God does not bless lazy people. Boom. Right, aye. Well, praise the Lord. But God will bless those who carry out with what's at hand. But many people had their eyes way out here, and they won't even do what's right here in front of them, not knowing that God put this in front of them to see if he could trust them with this out here. Oh my oh, yes, I'm gonna do this. Me and Brother Darrell talk about it all the time. And he tells about so many of the younger ministers that are on the field, and boy, it's all about them. Them pushing themselves, them doing this, them doing that. I'll tell you one thing if a man's called to preach if he he can't preach to one he don't need to preach to a hundred if he ain't got enough God to preach to two or three he ain't gonna stand behind this pulpit and preach to five or six hundred because he probably ain't called in the first place well praise God that's right it's not what we all can get out of this but what can we give to it when I leave if time tears when I leave if I go by the way of the grave what will be able to be said about me when Brother Donnie Reagan was here. He did this, and he did this, and he did this for the message. He left this, and he left that. Oh, God forbid, that if I go by the way of the grave, that people will say, man, I wish we had something we could say about that guy. I don't know what in the world we'll ever say about him. Every preacher will have to get up and tell a big lie. No, I want to give them so much, they're so perplexed, they don't know what to say. That's what it ought to be with every child of God. I don't want them to get and say, I'll tell you one thing, he sure was a big liar, he was a woman chaser. He was after popularity. No, sir, I ain't doing it. But let me give something. Brother Darrell, if you have to stand and say words over it, let me say, I'll tell you, I worked as a man. He was a man of honor. He was a man of integrity. Brother Louie. when you get up, may just find so many things to say. Well, I just don't even know what to say. That's the way it ought to be with every child of God. We ought to be so in love with our message of the day and our Lord Jesus Christ that we want to live and manifest and display Everything we're called to display. Yeah, yeah. God does not bless and guide the lazy. That's good. That's true. But those who find the task at hand. I realize, friends, in every day, every message that God has ever had, he positions people differently. Some are visionaries. Some are more laborers. Some's vision is more close to home. Can you imagine God calling James and sending James out to Thessalonica, Galatia, Corinth? That wasn't who James was. The visionaries in every day are some of the most misunderstood men of that message because God gives them a vision, not only of the day, But if there is a tomorrow, and then you've got those that have no vision that say, oh no, oh no, we're getting too big. Oh no, we're doing this. Oh no, oh no. Because their vision is so small, not realizing they need that guy to help balance them out. And that visionary needs them to help balance him out. We help each other if we will allow each other to do it. And your Ruth is not saying, well, I'll tell you one thing, I'm the Gentile bride. She didn't know she was that. She didn't even have a revelation. I don't think, Brother Darrell, that she had entered into that spot yet. So she needed guidance. Help me, Mother. Help me. What should I do? What should I do? Oh. And she said unto her, go, my daughter which shows the dire circumstances that they were in. She hadn't been to the local social security office, hadn't been to the welfare office. Now they had crossed the border, but unlike our government, they didn't give them a cell phone, full Medicaid, Medicare, full insurance. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I want to, uh, Alicia had to have some tests and, and they wanted to do some more tests and her insurance company wouldn't even pay for it. Uh, you hear know, they paid all this insurance you know, and all this sort of thing. I told her, so honey, I've got the answer for you. She said, what's that? I said, go to Mexico and then walk across. you get a free cell phone and you'll get all, all the insurance you'll ever need. you get all that sort of thing. It makes me sick to my stomach that our government does that to illegal immigrants. Sure, I, I can understand they want to come here. Come by the way of the law. Come on, Don't get quiet on me. Come by the way of the law. Gain your citizenship the right way. But what's our government want? They want to buy votes. They want to buy votes. And then here we have American citizens who pay the taxes and pay the bills. Don't you never forget the American government does not make money, they spend it. Amen. They spend the money that we pay on our taxes. Well, that's good preaching, Brother Donnie. Go ahead and preach it. <laughs> well, my, my, that's exactly right. And then what do they do? Give it away. Give it to this one, that one, the other one. Oh, my, but not Ruth. Oh, she's not say here, here, give me this. Give me, give me, give me. I want this. Other. She said, mother, mother, what can I do to help us? Oh. Notice verse three. And she went and came and gleaned in the field after the reapers. She does not consider herself worthy to be in the field with the reapers at the same time. And her hap, H-A-P, her hap, (laughs) was to light on a part of the field Belonging to her future husband. Who was of the kindred of Elimelech. Now remember Ruth was a stranger. She didn't have an iPhone or a droid. So she didn't Google it to find out. Hey Siri, who is my nearest kinsman? so she just goes out and Naomi tells her go my daughter and here she goes north south Lord God help me you see my need you see my mother she's my mother now she's my mother Lord God help me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it was her hap. This is a Anglo Saxon word. Strange that they would even use it. But it was her hap or chance, basically. But she was not determined to say, any, many, money, go, which one should I go? She just happened, just happened to walk into this particular field, church, and say, wow, this feels good. I guess I can try this, and then if that don't work, I can go somewhere else maybe next Sunday. But what appeared to be an accident seen in the light of divine providence was the hand of God leading this Gentile bride. Oh, you see, it was the same providence years later that would lead the Magis to the same field. It was over the glory to God. It was over the same field that the Magi's, because you see, he owned this land that was, was near the cave which the bread of God was born in. And the same God that led her. This is why, friends, I have great courage today. The same God that led Moses, Brother John's leading us. The same God that led Elijah. The same God that led Luther. The same God that led William Branham. The same God that led our forefathers is leading us. The same Spirit of God that happened to place her in that field. What field? I saw a little excerpt of a video just this week on YouTube, and it was a gentleman, a Christian minister, standing there, and he was standing right above these fields, and he said, turned and took his hand like this, and said, right here are the very fields that belong to Boaz. Here are the very fields that Ruths got out into, and then he showed here was Bethlehem, and you know, this direction was the Red Sea, and there was Jerusalem. i tell you one thing, my heart jumped within me as I saw that, because I thought, praise God, I do one day was out there searching for some food, Brother Louie, I was looking, I was searching, I didn't know where to go, I didn't know what to do, but I thought there's got to be more to God than just running and screaming and hollering and shouting and jumping. Brother Larry, there was something in us called and what was it? We happened to land on the field of the end time. I'm not saying Luther didn't have a great field in his day and Wester had a good crop in his day and the Pentecostals produced a good crop in their day but they were harvested out and I was at the end of the harvest already I didn't realize it but I thought there's got to be another harvest. There's got to be another harvest. Where is it? It's in the field of Bethlehem, in the house of God's bread. That's why we're not starving to death in the last day when people don't know what to do and they go from one church to another church to another church looking for something that'll satisfy their appetite. Our problem ain't that we ain't got nothing to eat. I'm just scared I ain't gonna have time to preach it all because the Lord God has allowed us in this message to break into eternity. Hallelujah. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, The Lord be with you. I mean, now, it's got to work for wouldn't it? it? This is his greetings. It wasn't, how much money we made today? You killing time on me? You wasting time on me? But the Lord be with you all. Amen. Wow. And they answered him. The Lord, bless thee. Now that would be some kind of workplace, wouldn't it? Amen. Then said Boaz unto his servant that was set over the reapers. Whose damsel is this? Didn't take him all day, did it? Immediately, she caught it. His attention. No doubt there was all types of women there. There were even his maids that were there. But this woman God his eye. And the servant that was set over the reapers answered and said, I want you to notice now how he says this. It is the Moabitish damsel. almost in a derogatory manner. It is the Moabitis damsel that came back when Naomi backslidden was going to that Pentecostal church and then she started coming back to the message. She brought this short-haired woman with her. Oh, Lord. She just ekes with cigarette smoke. Well, to be honest with you, if there's still some more out there with bobbed hair, Smoking cigarettes. Taking dope. And their name is on that book of life. I'd say we lower our pride. I'd say we humble ourselves and put up with their old stink on their clothes. If we can get them born again. Because it might be the last name on the book. Praise be to God. I don't know about you. Oh, sure, I don't like sitting but folks that smoke either. I don't like sitting but women that wear pants. So people say, oh, no, what's people going to think about us? What are they going to think about us if we don't have an open door to see people delivered? More importantly, what's the Lord Jesus going to think about us? I don't know about you. I'm going to reach that last one. It might be somebody at Walmart this evening. It might be somebody over Target. I don't know where it will be. Lord, hasten the day that we can bring them in so we can leave this place. who don't even know her name. Isn't it amazing? He know, not mention nothing about her character. What he mentions is her past. Uh-huh. The Moabitish damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. Little did he know he was talking to his boss's future wife. For those of you who condemn this bride and condemn this message, be careful what you say. You are speaking to your judge's wife. You run her down. You criticize her. You are speaking to the man who will set upon the white throne and judge you. You are speaking about his bride. You don't understand, you want to walk away? Walk away, but keep your mouth shut. Uh Because one day he and his bride will judge you. I wonder how this old boy felt, Brother Louie, sometime later when this liking developed into a courtship and this courtship developed into a marriage. And this woman became the mistress of the manor. You imagine him getting around her and feeling a little bit nervous. Now, ma'am, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, I, I didn't mean that, ma'am. I'm, but you know how Ruth was. That's fine, sir. That's fine. Come on in. To the joys of the Lord. Lord God. <laughs> now notice what he goes on to say. She said... I pray you, let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. Now watch her attitude. Bless God, I'll tell you one thing. According to the law, this is my right. You ain't got no right to put me. You, you better, you better, I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I'll call the scribes and they'll show you my, no. She had a right to glean. She didn't need to ask permission. But that's who she was. And she said, I pray you. Let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and has continued even from the morning until now. And she tarried a little in the house. Now, it's hot, of course. And they would have a little lean-to, as we would say, or a little shack of a thing. And the workers would be able to go in there and take a little bit of food and a little bit of drink and refresh themselves. But Bruce wasn't sitting in there. I'll take another tea. Hey, you got any more of them Snickers? Bring me them little moon pies of them little Debbie's. You got them oatmeal and cream pies? And what about? Hey, I'm the bride! Hey! Everybody has served me. I'm the future queen. She'd have never been this if she'd had that attitude. So she just barely went in, Harry, and got a little bit of shade and went right back out at it again. She didn't retire. She didn't go in there to stay. But the man said, There's something about this woman's character. I'll tell you one thing. She works and she works. She has barely been out of this heat. All day long. Praise God. She just went in for just a little bit of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And she's come right back out again. This low place in life. We may look sometimes at the spot that we are and we think it's so insignificant. It's so small. But this small insignificant start Introduced her to her future husband. What if she would have told Naomi, I am not tumbling myself. I am not going out there, it's too hot. I don't do good in hot weather. I'm not a morning person. I get up around three and I'm you know, i I'm, I'm sort of a, a night person. The prophet of God said night was meant for sleeping. Hallelujah. <laughs> People stay up all night long watching videos and video games and this and that and other and sleep all the next day. Well, come on, preach, Brother Donnie. But Ruth, she was not that way. There was something in her virtue. She'd taken this upon herself. I've got to do what I can to help my mother. I've got to, oh, what if every one of us would take that attitude? Lord God, what can I do? make our church a better place, what can I do to make my family a better family? And said, "What can y'all do for me?" All right, all right, my siblings, my mama, my daddy, what can y'all do for me to make me a better person? Oh no, it's what can we do? What can we do to be able to light stuff? Light so shine out of us that the Lord Jesus has said, "That's my son. That's my daughter." Oh, what an attitude! Then said. Unto Ruth. If you notice, she doesn't speak to him first, he speaks to her first. And what does he call her? My daughter. Not Gentile dog, Moabitus heathen, but my daughter, an expression of kindness. Kindness, especially to the destitute and the stranger, is looked upon from the heart of Almighty God with great honor. Hallelujah. Then said Boaz unto Ruth, she would not have dared to speak to him first. Oh, I know some maybe. They said, Glory to God. I sought God. I sought God. I prayed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I grabbed a hold of them horns of the altar. Uh, You've got that a little bit backwards. He grabbed a hold of your horns and dragged you down to the altar. It wasn't you that sought him. It wasn't you that spoke to him when you was happy doing what you was doing, he spoke to you and some of you, it might have been with a beer in your hand or a cigarette in your hand or a marijuana, whatever in your hand and something spoke to you. He sin. Remember this series we're dealing with the church and the act of kenosis. Don't you understand? He had the kenosis himself. You imagine when the spirit of God kenosis himself and went into that honky tonk or that tavern where Billy Andrews was sitting and sitting there drinking and cussing and smoking and all that was going on and the spirit of god said this is your last chance the lord god go into a bar to get a hold of one of his the lord god go into whatever more and get one of his why he still will condense and break himself down to our level to minister to our needs So she didn't say, sir, sir, I'll preach for you. Uh, Sir, I'll do this. You need a song sung, I'm your man, I'm your woman. You need something great done, I'm your person. I'm the man of the hour. But you imagine, here comes the Lord of the harvest. Maybe she asked him, "Who's that?" he said, that's Boaz, the Lord of the harvest. She probably Oh, I hope you don't get angry at me. Oh, I ain't trespassing. You ain't trespassing on his grace. You're the reason he came. You imagine, Brother Louie, maybe she just kind of turned her back and said, oh, goodness. I go like over here. I think I'll go over here at the edge of the field. That's the Lord of the Harvest. Humility, real humility. You can't put it on. You either got it or you don't. I wasn't going to share something, but I think I will. here a few Sundays ago when I was preaching on Sunday I saw a demon from this corner right here covered in black a hood over his face like this and he was walking this way with his head facing the wall and he was moving ever so slowly second and third pew right here in the back right over the top of the congregation walking over the top of people's heads but he kept his head away He wouldn't look. Brother Louie, it so staggered me, I stopped preaching. I don't know if y'all even called it or not. But I stopped preaching. And I watched him. I seen him right there at that corner. And he walked right above the people, just walking across, walking across. He got about middle waist, and his head was turned farther. And he kept going and going until he walked right outside side of there. God casts out devils by the preaching of his word. God heals the sick by the preaching of his word. Oh, your brother? that scares me that we ain't got nothing to fear. Our father's a mighty conqueror. Hallelujah. But what stood out to me was he had his face hid. Hallelujah. He had his face hid. I wasn't because I was telling the truth I wasn't hiding mine because we were here worshiping the Lord God but I don't know if he made a mistake and entered the wrong church (laughs) I don't know what in the world happened to him but he was in a hurry to get out of here well that's good that's the kind of church we want that if devils do wind up here by mistake they'll say man I ain't hanging out around here I'm out of here hallelujah hallelujah But it was the grace holder that took the initiative. She didn't have no grace. She didn't have nothing. So maybe she just. And the grace holder come up to her with the initiative. Grace means that God makes the first move to come to our aid. Not because we deserved it. But because he wanted us to have it. Don't you understand that because we deserve it. He wanted you to have it. He loves us because he wants us for himself. We still struggle with that. We're still struggling with that, but He gave you grace. He's still giving you grace. He's given you revelation because He wants you for Himself. <laughs> we were dead, blind, wretched, lost, but He put forth the initiative. Then said Boaz, unto Ruth hearest thou not my daughter go not to glean in another field neither go hence but abide here fast by my maidens I'm not sure if you realize it or not but grace gave her a change in her position. Because the maidens, the maidens were actually allowed to go into the house more frequently. They were allowed protection from the Lord of the harvest. The maidens, his maidens, were actually allowed to follow the first course after the reaper. So grace bumped her up Grace bumped her up from just being able to grab a grain here and a grain there. But Boaz, by grace, said, come on up to my house. Come on up with my maidens. And don't worry about going nowhere else. Don't go to no more fields. Your mission-trotting days, as Brother Branham called it, are over. You don't have to try this denomination and that one and that one. Sweetheart, you have arrived. Praise be to God. Notice what grace done. The little lady standing there, maybe her head bowed in humility, Brother Darrell. And Boaz, the mighty man, able to sense it because he was quite a bit older than her. And able to see that rare gem of humility. And by that, grace ministered unto her her and calling her what? His daughter. Hallelujah. Oh, if the bride could only realize you are his daughter, but you are his wife. You are his beloved. You are his mate, his eternal mate. soul mate. <laughs> Amen. We're the original soulmates. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord. Oh Jesus, we love you today. Thank you for coming by our way, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, for thinking that we did something, that it was us seeking you and us doing this or that. Forgive us, Lord. It was Boaz that spoke to Ruth first. It was you who spoke to me first before I had the courage to speak to you. (laughs) It was you who dealt with each of our hearts, Lord. Some of them can remember back as the prophet quoted. He said, many of you can fellowship with me in this thought. It seemed like there was something with you all your life, even when you was a child. It seemed like it didn't bother other little kids to do this or that. There was something. He said, it was that life. That life. We wasn't bold enough to speak to the Lord of the harvest. We were fearful. But the Lord of the harvest spoke to us. Oh, dear Jesus, you elevated us from our lost condition and called us sons and daughters. We didn't get the bride call immediately. No. We didn't get that bride call. We we first needed to understand that we needed to be reconciled into the family of God. Then you'd quicken that bride call. He didn't call her his bride first. But he called her into the harvest. He's the Lord of the harvest. So he has the ability. Now this man that he's speaking to we know was the foreman, as we'd say, of the field. This man could hire and fire and do this and that and the other. But now here's the Lord of the harvest himself. So he didn't need the permission of the foreman to elevate her to a higher position. He was the man himself. It was not us that grabbed a hold of our own bootstraps as we would say, and lifted us higher. It was you by your grace. And you did it because you wanted us to have it. You, in the type, Boaz could have went to this maiden and another maiden and another. No doubt there was people there from all over everywhere. This was a very rich man. And when it was made known in the community that they were reaping their fields, people would come from everywhere. But why did he go to that one? Past others all around. Maybe rode his big majestic horse. But this one, there she was. Maybe it was love at first sight. She stole his heart. As the song of Solomon says, Oh, turn your eyes away from me, for they have captured me. The Lord Jesus captured by the love of his beloved. It was our love that rendered him powerless. It was his love for us that rendered him powerless that he would say, I am willing to become sin for her. I'm willing to die for her the death of a sinner. Our eyes so caught him and that love so gripped his being. The prophet said, you come down that day in the Garden of Eden when Adam walked out with his wife to try to understand that love. Why would Adam do that? How could he do that? As God Almighty, you understood all things by knowledge, but you didn't understand it by experience. So you come down that day, and your heart was broken, and you're contemplating, how would Adam give all this away for her? How would he do that? Why would he do that? Then you told him, leave. It broke your heart. But we know when they started out, them sheep garments slapping against their legs, you stopped them before they got outside the garden gate and said, I promise you, I will bring you back. And you spoke to the woman, not the man, but to the woman, and said, through her, you would give a seed that would bruise the serpent's head. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You spoke Yourself into existence. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The first messianic prophecy written in the Bible. And You spoke it of Yourself. Oh, Jesus. Then when You were going up that cross, Oh, God! Not a lambskin, but Your own bloody garments. The strips of meat hanging from your back. Your head so swollen. Had one of the most horrible headaches a human being, if not the most horrible a human being has ever had. Lost so much blood. Your heart rate fluctuating. Your blood pressure going down. You were so thirsty you could hardly go. Then you could recall seeing Adam that day. Then you could say, now. I know why. Now, I know why. For this course that is set before me, this joy, I will complete this journey. The redemption of my ruth.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Lord God, we love you. Forgive us for every selfish thing that we've ever done. Forgive us for every time we've come to church and had such a selfish attitude. Service didn't go the way we wanted it or the singing or this or that. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, I pray, to come in your Lord with a different attitude. Not so much what can I get out of this, but what can I put into this that'll help the church, that'll help each other. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord of the harvest. I believe you come riding by this place this morning. I have to be honest. I wish everybody could have been here to experience this, but I'm just glad I was able to be here and the brothers and one sister that was here with us, Lord. But I pray in their homes, wherever they are, may they feel your anointing right now, Lord God. May you comfort them, little Ruth's hearts. Help them, Lord Jesus, healing in their body, whatever they're dealing with. Bring healing to them today, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus, send the angels of God through the communities where our people live. Visit them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We love you, Father. We worship you, Lord. We're so glad that you helped us to make our decision. Now, Father, we're grateful that you've helped us to serve under that decision. We will continue to serve under that decision, Lord God. Until the dispensation changes again. Until we fully rest. We worship you today, Lord Jesus. Come and just raise our hands in the presence of the King. Those of you that are streaming at home, maybe you're out in your car, whatever it is you're doing. Let's just take a few moments while we're in the presence of our Boaz. Remember one of the meanings of the word Boaz is strength. Another is splendor. Remember whenever Solomon built the temple? And he built two mighty columns. And he placed them there at the certain entry into the temple. And he called one of them after the name of Boaz. So the house of God is going to be named after Boaz. This is what supports it. This brings it up. It was under his headship and rulership that Ruth, praise God, was able to be adopted into the family of God. It was under the obedience of our Boaz that we Gentiles who were considered dogs, it was under the willingness of our Boaz to take us under his wing. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brothers. Look at me for just a moment. Studying and reading the book of Ruth. We'll get to it a little later. But when Ruth goes, Mark's the place where he's at. And she reaches up and pulls part of his garment down on her. And she says, spread your skirt over me. I read that the other day. I'll tell you what, I nearly had a fit. Because I thought how fitting it is that we are called the skirt church. (laughs) call us the skirt church (laughs) and the meaning of that word means wing his wings yep we're the skirt church the wing church why don't he pull his skirt over every church they won't take His name. They won't join with Him in holy matrimony. They want His blessings, His peace, this, that. But we want His wing. We want His name. We want His nature. Don't you see the difference between the bride and the church? They want His things. We want Him. Yes, amen. They want His gifts. They want this, that, the other. They want all the gifts and the, what He'll give them. We want Him. And when we get Him, we get those gifts. <laughs> Praise. God. Praise God. Oh, we worship You, Jesus. Oh, we worship You, Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, His goodness is coming after. It's coming after me. Oh, hallelujah. The way David phrased it there, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. It ain't you chasing them. They're chasing you down. Goodness is chasing you down and mercy is chasing (laughs) you. It was not (laughs) Ruth. It was not Ruth making a lasso and chasing down Boaz and Ruth tackling Boaz and Ruth doing this. Ruth was probably hiding, ashamed, embarrassed. But it was Boaz that spoke to her first. But I'll tell you one thing. After he spoke to her first, that gave her permission to talk back. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Oh, Jesus. We love you today, Father. You had to speak to us first, but now that you've spoken, we want to talk back and say we love you so much. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for calling us to yourself. Thank you, Lord God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Can we sing that here? Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I bless your name. Almighty God, I worship you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. We love
2: you. We worship you, Lord God for your mercy never fails thank you Lord God we bless your name Lord, Lord Jesus name thank I you Father your Brother Darrell Brother Darrell Brother Oh let's just worship him a little. I will sing, I will sing of, the goodness, of the goodness of my God. So, so good, with every breath that I am able, oh, I will sing of the goodness of God. Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God.
1: So grateful in our hearts that he just didn't run after us. But he caught us. (laughs) You remember that day that he caught you, Brother John? I'll never forget it. December the 21st, 1981, on a Sunday afternoon in an old building in Jonesburg, Tennessee. He caught me. He caught me at the door. He's been so, so good to me, just to reveal this truth to us, just to open our understanding when, the, when, the, when education has drove the no wonder, no wonder education is up the devil. look what it's done to the people. it has got kids taking their cats and dogs and cows and horses. God didn't make me to be a cow or a horse, but he made me in his image to be a son of God. Hallelujah. I am proud of my heritage today. Amen. Amen. My earthly heritage may not be so good. I did my genealogy one time. There's some characters back in there. But I'm so glad that seed gene of God, the heritage. Amen. Brother Benham said to be an American. I was there when they crossed the river that day. I was there with George Washington. I was there with Abraham Lincoln when they rang the bell of liberty. To be identified as an American, I was there. But oh, that's wonderful. But to be identified as a son of God, I was there when he parted the Red Sea. I was there when he made the bitter water sweet. Amen. I was there when he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead i was there when he opened the blinded eyes of that girl down in Jonesboro, arkansas i was there when he opened the eyes of jessica and made her see again that's my god friends that's our heritage that's who we are amen they're not gleaning in the field of a denomination but gleaning in a field of barley pure wheat pure word pure seed that'll change our bodies the vitamins of the word for a body change what a privilege it is today to be a son and a daughter of God. Amen, amen, hallelujah, amen, you know the devil, he kept me from being on the platform last Sunday during the prayer line, but he never kept me from praying. He may have stopped us from gathering here this morning at the church, but he didn't stop us from having church. He cannot stop this bride. He may slow us down a little bit, but we just regather and keep going again. It's like that clown, you know, that toy, that, the, that punching toy we had when we was little, Brother John, that you hit it, and it goes all the way back, and it'll come back again. And sometimes Satan will give us the best punch. It looks like we're all the way on our back. But here we come up again. You, Amen. For we are not going down. We are going up. What a privilege it is this morning. Thank you, Brother Donnie, for the Word of God. Wasn't that wonderful? Oh, my. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Handfuls of purpose. What a wonderful God we serve this morning. Amen Amen, let's just bow our heads Thank you Lord Jesus Lord As we bow in your wonderful presence once again this day Lord in our hearts there's thanksgiving to you lord that god that this story in the bible this book called ruth lord that it's not just a, a story lord but we see ourselves in the word lord we see ourselves there dear god and lord we realize we didn't place ourselves there but you placed us there it just revealed it to us this this is you this is who you are this this is my desire for you I've run after you. I've sought you. (laughs) I've made this man marry this woman, and this man marry this woman to have this child, to marry this woman to have this child, to bring you on the earth, that you would reflect that picture I had of you. Lord, how we thank you for that, Father. That we understand these things, Lord. And God, we just love you today. God, we thank you for the word from the depths of our hearts, Lord. And now, Father, as we come to the close of the service today, we thank you for Brother Donnie, Lord, for his ministry, for the other ministers here, Lord. Brother John, Brother Joe, Lord, we thank you, dear God, for their lives, Lord, and for their desire to bring the word to us, Father. We ask, Lord, that you just renew the strength of Brother Donnie, Lord. Father, that you continue to reveal yourself to him, Lord, in a greater way, and that the word would come sweeter and greater and richer, Lord, as we know that you've promised you would do that for us. Lord, thank you for the musicians that came and played and the songs that were sung, Lord, and all that was done for your glory. We thank you for it, Father. Now, Lord, those at home or in their car or wherever they would be at, Lord, listen to this. We ask your blessings upon them, Lord. And, oh, God, may it not just be another sermon, but may they receive it into their heart, Lord, that it would bring forth much fruit for your glory. And, Father, our brothers and our sisters today that are sick, Lord, and afflicted with different things, God, And Lord, may you just move for them today. I ask you, Father, that the same anointing that raised our Lord from the grave may have moved your God upon each need. For Lord, no matter how great the need would be or how someone else would look at it and say, well, that's not much of a request. We're so glad, God, that you're concerned about every need and every request. And as Peter said, Lord, we cast our cares upon you because we know, Lord, that you care for us. Thank you dear God today, Lord may the testimonies continue Lord to to come in dear God Satan thought he'd done something Lord. He ain't done nothing But made us draw closer to you Lord How we thank you father for all that you've done for us and for all that you've given us For we ask these things in Jesus name Bless your children now today Lord wherever they're at bless the fathers on Father's Day Lord, thank you for my little grandson that was born healthy. I thank you for him Lord May he grow, Lord, in the admonition of your word. May he do great things for your name. If time should stand, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints. We just love you today. Thank you, brothers, for coming and making the service possible. Sing us happy, Brother Harry, as we bring
2: her to a close. Amen. I was on a mountain Wandering from the fountain When I heard the Savior speak to me He said, come to me relenting Of all your sins repenting Child, I will lead you out where you can see
1: service will be wednesday night uh, regular time regular service so just come believe in the lord god bless you say hey.
2: and i'm so glad he found me